What? All right. Hey there, cool cats, fly dogs, and animals in between. Welcome back to the For Film's Sake podcast with your host today, Lauren, mainly Lonnie Kalukag. But don't worry, listeners, we still have the lovely Brian Archia hey. and not as lovely <laughs> Chris mm. Lucky. Just wow. kidding. I, I so love them both that. equally. Come already on, already starting with the shots. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is happening. So, um, oh, yeah. what? Episode 115? 115, I baby. I'm coming on to this show and taking over as the host today. So let's go ahead and get started with the catch-up. How you guys been? I have been considerably busy, but also really having a good time. Really? I've been doing a, I've been doing a lot more... Uh, a lot more photo stuff. Okay. So I've been just fiddling around with studio photography and lighting and like doing all that good jazz. And then I've been having a great time at it. I finished an album cover. Oh, snap. For, yeah, for a musician that's releasing her single not too long from now. Okay. Um, so Is it yeah. too soon to like drop a name and EP? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, okay, know what, okay. I don't know what her release schedule looks like, so I don't want to cool. drop anything. Well, definitely, um, definitely should. But dude, just fuck that, it up, yeah. dude. Just fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in case you're wondering, um, so that lovely sound you're hearing in the background is Chris opening up a bottle of liquor. 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 Specifically, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. We're getting some whiskey in here. Um, help me grow some balls or whatever misogynistic, you know, shit whiskey does <laughs> to, to, to people's brains um, in honor of my 24th birthday. Woo! Wait, this actually, this uh, this podcast releases on my birthday, on, on birthday. the 10th. So, so huzzah. Your, your birthday's April the 10th? And my yeah. birthday is April the 10th. That's my brother's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. How cute! Yeah. Yeah, your your okay. brother is probably a really awesome person. Oh, nice. The, the whole muscle tough thing. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, guys. Yeah. Muscle tough. And Lahayam. And Lahayam. I'm not even Jewish. I realize that's probably really offensive to oh. every Jewish person out there, but... Whatever. Then get over that shit. Oh. Yeah. We'll appropriate in your culture, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Chris, speaking mm-hmm. of siblings, you mm-hmm. just uh, there was just a birth in the family, right? Uh, yeah. Um, my sister had a uh, had a child. Um, Aria, can't remember. Oh, Aria Kavai. Is can I, oh, how can I ask? Mm-hmm. Is it Castle Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh no, she doesn't even know anything about Game no, of Thrones. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. like, that is some serious fandom right yeah. there. Yeah, I was Name gonna your just child. be like, uh, it's your sister, right? I, I wish I can get anybody in my family to watch anything. <laughs> no, no. I'm oh, you're the only. You're the only person that like actually watches a lot of like consumes a lot of content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm like um, kind of an isolated loner for the mo- most part. You know, until I get around a lot of people, then it's completely different. But the weird thing is like I took my daughter up to, uh, to Tennessee with me to see our new niece. Mm-hmm. And it's just odd seeing the, um, the characteristics that she has is basically fucking me. You know, it's like, it's like you can't, I look at her and then she's around like four or five other girls her age and she's sitting there, you know, playing on her tablet and doing other things because she's able to entertain herself because that's what she's like known to do for the most of her life. Right. So it's like, that's what's me too. Like I can entertain myself so I don't need all these people. But I'm like, when you're doing that and there's people around you, then they're thinking like, what's up with this bitch? You know, what's up with this motherfucker? Like, why don't you want to talk to us? You're too good to play with us and like that. And I'm like, and like she doesn't understand that that's the, the image that she's given off to these people because right. she just so used to being self-sustaining yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's the, it's the crazy thing about perception right like mm-hmm. um you you think some one thing in your own head but of course since people are not in your head with you it's mm-hmm. just 
they, that's, they, that's a hardest can, part. There's a, you get lost in translation there, and so... I'm one of those people that, like, get lost in their head. So, yeah. like, I just live inside of my own head. And, yeah. like, every time there's a social interaction that gets weird, right. I immediately, like, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, like, at school, it's, ever since I started doing that, it's been fantastic. I've had not a stressful day in terms of social interaction for, like, uh, six months now. And I, I really? Uh, I don't but, know. You know, something that really miffs me is mm-hmm. that, okay, so... I have a tendency to come off of this like happy-go-lucky person, very like bubbly, right. bright, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yep. And so, in recent years, as an adult, I'm finding that people are are perceiving that as very standoffish, as like mm. as fake. And I'm just like, oh, like yeah. like there are people who don't like happy people because then. Yep. They think that they're just being fake ass bitches. I was like, really? Maybe mm. I'm happy because I know that the world is shit, and so why would I want to add more shit to deal with? Yep. Okay, like, fuck. <laughs> like, do you want me to be as miserable as you are outwardly as I am inwardly? Because trust me, there's misery in here, but y'all just don't deserve to see it. So That's, fuck you guys. That's uh, how I feel. I, I like um. As, as I'm into that. I'm into that. I mean, uh, as long as the person is genuine, because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm like that too. Like, I like to put on a happy face wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. But if I'm feeling bad, I'm not gonna be, pretend to be in a good mood well that's that's a crazy thing so like if you're the if you're known to be the happy person and people hate you for being the happy person but then like you come in and you're really feeling your feelings Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like being that happy person for that day those people are just like oh what's wrong Mm -hmm. you're not being yourself are you okay like bitch do you even care because you had a problem when i was happy like (laughs) if anything you should appreciate that i'm actually being miserable right now like join our misery and yeah yeah I uh, I find that I find people that are like really optimistic, but like self help book optimistic. Yeah, you know oh the gosh, kind of guy yeah. that's just always like keep up a positive outlook, keep your head up, look, keep your chin up. You keep know, your chin up, yeah. The secret book kind the of glass bullshit. Glasses half full. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those people fuck all of those people. People mm-hmm. that are like genuinely happy, you know, and they're just yeah. kind of having around and just have like <laughs> shit. Can we can we cheers to <laughs> that? Like fuck, fuck, like I don't know. Do I have to cheers to that? Like I'm a genuinely happy person though. Yeah. Like I seriously am. Like no, I'm, you are. Yeah, but you're not like self help book kind of happy. Oh, I'm not trying. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. You're not yeah. absolutely miserable in a way, and then trying to like convince oh, to everybody but yourself yeah. that you're not miserable. That's like that's the uh, self hope the self book. That's like the uh, the Christian that practices none of that shit, but tries to convert everybody around them. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, too it's, many. <laughs> fuck I fuck that like shit. That. Yeah. Because what they do is like if I'm walking around and I'm going to the shop and I'm just like I'm just having a day, you know. I'm in yeah. my head. I'm talking about it and. Mm. The cashier just goes like, hey, how are you? And I goes like, man, I just want my cheese yeah. and wine so I can go home and like not mm. be a person. Mm. And then they go like, oh, that sounds really sad. You should keep your chin up. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't give a shit <laughs> about what your fucking life advice is. There's, there's some weird, something weird about those interactions. I had another thing. Um, I was going to get uh, my eyes checked, the eye exam, first mm. time in life. That's a whole different story. But um, I was up at Target uh, Optical, had my daughter with me, and I seen our friends uh, Kevin and Katie just happen, oh, hey. just, just happen upon them. You know, mm-hmm. I seen them there, and then uh, Kevin comes up to the car, and we're talking, and then I'm like, hey, this is my daughter, Jordan, who was like, oh, hey, very nice to meet you. And then Jordan, my daughter, just sat there. And then she was like, what am I supposed to say to that? And I was like, oh, well, you know, you turn back to him and then you say it was very nice to meet you as well. And then she said, and then we drove off. She was like, why did I just say that to him? I was like, I don't know him. Was it nice to meet him? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, because she was like, because while we were there, she was like, when he said it's nice to meet you, she's like, what am I supposed to say to that? And I was like, you know what you're supposed to say. She's like, no, I don't. You know, because like she literally does not. Like, what do you do? What is a real thing to say? I love that. Because she's a 10 year old and her real emotion isn't, yeah, it was nice to meet you. 
meet you as well. Yeah, that sure. wasn't real for her. That yeah, was yeah, just a guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just like the the niceties that we do. Yeah. And yeah. when you go in the aisle, I want my cheese and my wine. Um, how are you doing? Don't give a fuck how you're doing. Right. You know, but you can't just say those things. Right, and right. It, like I said, it's just weird just seeing that. Like now that we're living in it for twenty and thirty years, but seeing it from like a child's perspective. Right. It is you know? just crazy when you you you, yeah. you get taken back to that kind of like perspective. Per- perspective yeah. because like you know when you're kids it's you, because you're learning everything you're everything. not touched by like any social like Convention, you know yeah. conventions yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just everything just seems your daughter cool. sounds like the kind of kid that would be really fun to hang out with. Uh, for real. i mean yeah she, she's a small version of me yeah. with, without a filter <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous it's yeah. really funny yeah. uh, what am i supposed to say it wasn't nice to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know like, you like, met him for like five I, seconds like what <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, yeah. so uh, you'll never believe this, but right. I was able to find an Isle of Dogs showing. In Regal. Theater, right? Regal and Ballantyne has Providence. Yeah. 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 I was just like, I'm so mad. I had to wait for a Facebook ad to fucking tell me how to yeah. get there. Yeah. I was. Why is it limited release, though? Is Wes Anderson films Because it's such generally... an artsy film mm-hmm. that people <laughs> are not going to go watch it on a wide release. They kind of do the limited release to so like... Get a feel for the numbers. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, this movie's doing well. Now we'll white release it. Yep. It's what well, happened to La La Land. La La Land got like seven expanded releases. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. La La Land was very limited release the first couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And I didn't even kept, realize. Yeah, it did so well that we just, I just fucking just give it to everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So that's kind of what's happening well, with did they did that? Did they do that with like Mother also? No, Mother had a pretty, mm, had a pretty wide release. release. Why? Because yeah, of the director, yeah. uh, Aronofsky. Is that what the director? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Aronofsky. Yeah. Um, it was also what one else? of those movies that was like, it was marketed as a mainstream horror flick. Yeah. So no oh, one, no true. one marketed it as a as an artsy indie film. Okay. Yeah. Although it, it, it did very have much like, was. Very, very yeah, much yeah. it seriously was. Yeah. Like I remember watching it on a plane. I was just. Oh, you watched that on a plane. That's yeah. such a bad Ooh. place to watch. So mother. much destruction and <laughs> yeah. just oh god. Because yeah, you're can... already like claustrophobic because yep. of the plane. Well, I actually, it's like, really? Do you, so do you guys not really like plane rides? I love plane rides. Do you yeah. like plane rides? Or? I I'm ambivalent about them. Like like the part of me that enjoys the the magnificent sense of flying is yeah. like over the fucking moon but then the yeah. anxious part of me that's stuck in a small tube but strangers hates it mm. I feel like you so. just live your life in ambivalence so mm-hmm. mm. yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely right there are yeah. so many things I don't know how I feel about <laughs> a lot of you'll find me saying this a lot I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah that, that happened. That's I don't know Brian how to in a nutshell, it. honestly. And then, yeah. and then Chris is just like, "Yeah, I'm happy. Fuck you guys." I'm happy sometimes. <laughs> Shit. I'm just. A, oh, I'm... how's the four locos drinking? Has that gone any better? Worse? Oh, uh, there's no. Do like, we not talk about this on here? Yeah, we don't talk about. Now that you oh, okay. said that. You're <laughs> <right>. <laughs> hey, look, I'm I'm the host of this shit. You guys, you, you have to be prepared for whatever questions I decide to throw out here. I just remember that you drink four locos for fun. Yeah, and you've said three times already that you're a happy person yes now I don't believe anybody that it's all a facade anybody that repeats over and over the same thing like who are you trying to convince at that point <laughs> you can lie to me but you can't lie to yourself exactly no, so I'm happy I'm a happy person I'm serious I'm happy I'm fucking happy I'm pro- I promise fucking I crack open a foot yeah no I mean like um um, there is a, a part of me that is happier than I've ever been, um, <laughs> but there's another part of me, like the um, the child in me, is fucking dead, man. Yep. Like like 
it's it's sad almost like well, like so seriously. Then how how can you properly quantify that you're the happiest you've ever been? I mean that's I'll, I'll break it down just because um, there's so many of other factors like number one uh, financially like I've never okay. been in this place in my entire life financially to where I'm like okay I'm okay with this emotionally I've never been at this point emotionally where like okay I'm okay with my relationship and how I interact with other people socially I'm feeling great. Um, physically, you know, healthy wise, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I'm the, I'm the happiest I've been in a lot of different areas, but that childlike, um, that just believes that every opportunity is there for the taking and everybody is just a nice person that's willing to help you out. <laughs> and, you know, it's like that, yeah. that type of thing is just like that, that twinkle of, of innocence in my, uh, my eyes is just dead now. It's dull. And it's just all the, well, we got to go to work. We got to go do this. It's just full of responsibility robot mode. And that mode has gotten me to a level of happiness, but not the true Happiness right, that I want. There's still like yeah. another step to take. Definitely so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you feel, feel like it's it. a loss though? I mean, because that's just. I mean, it's bound to happen with mm. life. You know, losing that sort of na- naivety against the uh, view of the world. I mean, like I don't, I don't, I don't want that to to ever be gone. It's like I, I see people that are like you've met other people that are between 30 and 40, and they might as well be between 60 and 70. You know, it's just age is really just what, how you're able to to live your life. Okay. You know, so it's like I, I still feel very young, but it's just I want to be able to keep that 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 energy and that uh, that that feeling of being alive. Like right now, like when we're talking and, and doing this type of stuff, mm-hmm. this is what makes me feel alive and present and in the moment and real. Right. And like other things in life, like going to work and doing that, hey, how was your day today? How was your day today? It's just that role about bullshit like right. it's not real and the it's ma- autopilot yeah. yeah the autopilot and so much of my life is that autopilot going into that fake world and i'm just like i would like to have them both merge in together to where you can just have art and structure together and yeah. be happy with well, it well that's an uh, interesting thing like i, I find like creative people pe- people that do this the kind of work that we want to do yeah are always in that limbo because like yep. letting go of that childlike mm-hmm. so like yay the world yeah. is, is 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 sort of a it's it's a fuel for like the creativity mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. So like we're scared to let that go. Yes. And so like when, when we see that starting to sort of fade away, we're kind of like, oh no, fuck, I gotta, gotta hold right. on to that. I, yeah. I need that. Because you can uh, easily just become like the six-year-old guy that, I mean, he has a nice home and a family and kids and yeah. all that stuff. But it's just like, that's not my end goal. I mean, I, don't, I mean, that, that's fine. That's perfectly yeah. fine yeah. for so many yeah. people. That's just, that's not my end goal. Yeah. And it's just the more that I see one goal becoming larger and more present mm-hmm. and the other goal is like I have less and less time for it is just killing that part of me that doesn't have that yeah. full time. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's a stigma though. I mean, because yeah. like so many people try to tie their, you know, their, their, their youth to their energy. But I really mm. feel like that just depends on the person. It like does. for me, Definitely I does. am so, I, I get more, I become more and more happy the less and less na- na- the naive and like um, hopeful about the world mm. I, I am. Because like I've always been someone that, I've always said this ever since I was a little girl. It's like, I cannot wait to be 30 years old. Because mm. for me, 30 means, okay, I've gotten this far in my life. Yep. I've Because of the kind of person I am, I know I've probably have gotten to where I want to be financially, hopefully, right? Knock on wood. And then also, you know, um, if I'm there, then that means I can do more. Because yeah. as a kid, I just felt so restricted. Right. You know mm. what I mean? So it's just, I, for me, it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, yeah. I get where you guys are coming from in terms of, oh, yeah, when I was young, 
you know, I, yeah. I, I felt like I could take on the world. And mm-hmm. I feel like more now than ever I could take on the world because oh, yeah. I have more freedoms. Like oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not being bogged down by my, my mom, mm-hmm. by my school, yeah. by, you know, my chores or whatever. Yeah. Sure, I have responsibilities like bills and work, yeah. but bills and work I can control at the end of the day. Okay. I choose what bills I have. I choose yes. what I can choose what work Very I much. have as well. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, like that I, I just I just feel like that's just, it's just it's I a think stigma. It's a you're the kind of person that enjoys that rigid structure so you're like okay functioning in that world and and that's absolutely great yeah. uh, but like I have to function in somewhere between those two worlds yeah. okay because otherwise the things that allow me specifically like write and like look at the world in a sort of like oh I wonder why that's happening yeah, yeah. Kind of way, depends a lot on that childhood sort of persona that okay. sort of that kid that refused to grow up yes. okay. because to look at the world and just be like well why the fuck is that happening okay. you need that sort of in, like child endearment that comes from the like the, na- the naivety of being a kid yeah okay uh, so like that's why a lot of creatively like people that do creative work and mm-hmm. get paid to the creative work refuse to like go of that because you need a little bit of that energy to like feel the curiosity okay of the world and not be but do you think totally curiosity similar. is strictly something that is tied to childlike you no, know, no. mentality I don't, I don't think it's only tied to that but i think it's like it's an easy place to get that energy from okay so like okay. A, a lot of us uh it's like a little a, bit more accessible to right yeah and, and, pull and, from there and naturally oh, yeah. people like uh like people like me like i'm talking like a, my, my personality okay they tend to stick with that energy because they never, as a kid, they didn't like the idea of, of growing up. So okay. like they feel like holding on to that mm-hmm. means, all right, I'm navigating through the world, but it's on my terms. Yeah, oh, okay. instead Very of like on other people's terms, and so it becomes kind of like a, like a control issue. It becomes kind of an attitude issue. Yeah. But also for me, it just helps me really focus on like. Like, if I have a social interaction that I really, really hated, yeah. I could let it go and just sort of be mad at it. Mm-hmm. But I like to break it down and say, going like, all right, why was that so bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why did that make me laugh? Or, like, mm-hmm. why did that make me angry? Okay. And, it, and oftentimes, in a lot of those, you find a little kernel of, like, a something. And it's like, From, oh, I like that. And then you just keep that in your pocket. Oh, okay. And then you just kind of deal So you're just with building it off of life experience. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. But with life experience comes age. So wouldn't no, you say, right. like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not saying that you guys are wrong about. No, no, no for you sure. Know, I feel just, like she's saying we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, you just get so defensive all the time. It's not my fucking fault. Jesus. Oh. But I, th- I think it comes with the fact that, like, you know, like growing up, you do have to let go of some of that kid. Mm-hmm. But I think the stubbornness of not letting go of him completely is a sort of what keeps what keeps me going, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like keeping that kid alive yeah. is the thing that makes me not want to kill myself. Right. And yeah, seriously, you know, yeah. Yeah. Everyone has, you know, their way of right. coping yeah. with So like I don't think there's anything wrong goes. with just growing yeah. old and like living in a house when you're sixty and like having good things. No, nothing. Something wrong. wrong with that. It's just that if I got there, I would probably kill myself mm-hmm. because I can't handle that emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Like my, my emotionally my able to handle emotionally is Sort of walking down the road, going like, "What the fuck is happening?" That's kind of like where I'm comfortable at emotionally. Mm. So if I don't have that, I'm either gonna be very happy or very sad. Right. And I'm too scared to find out which right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think that's why the divorce rate in Hollywood is so high? <laughs> <laughs> divorce rate everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. You know, you know what the top leading cause of divorce is, right? Um, pussy. Uh, well, marriage. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You can't get divorced if you don't get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cue the meme. <laughs> I, know. I was going to say, if only you guys could see Ryan just gesturing to yeah, himself. The Eddie Murphy like thing. Also, that felt like such a misogynistic joke that I kind of feel gross. But that was definitely not Eddie Murphy in that meme. 
That was not Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Oh. No, it's not Eddie Murphy. Is it not Eddie Murphy? It's a black guy, but not Eddie I've, Murphy. I've heard the meme tagged as Eddie Murphy. That's why. I never nope. looked into it. I just nope. trusted the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is it then? It's a random black guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was like, I looked at him, you know, and I was just like. Rethinking what that like meme was, I, I'm like, oh. I've seen that meme so many times. Yes, yeah, as Eddie Murphy. I bet that doesn't even look like <laughs> Eddie Murphy. I don't even look at a face. I just see that. All right, he's doing that. A blue bye. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not jumping. I'm not jumping on you. I mean, you, I yeah. do this every day <laughs> with white people. Like, I was gonna say, but with like white time. people, right? Yeah, yes. very specifically with white people. I do that. <laughs> Fucking Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Zoe, Russell, oh, the, the Russell Crowe, and uh, the yeah. the other guy, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. They do look alike, though. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-mm. All right. All right. Have you guys watched anything? I watched fun a quiet yes. lately. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I watch a quiet place. A Quiet Place? Yeah. The John Krasinski movie that just came out. Okay. Fucking amazing. Yeah? I love that movie. It was so... Who's in it? Good. It was John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, two kids that I don't know about. Okay. And then that's it. That's really it. What was it about? It's about a a post-apocalyptic world where there are monsters that hunt using sound. So, oh, like, to okay. survive, everybody has to make no noise. Like, as little noise as possible. Okay, okay. So, it's a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic world where people can really talk. They can really make noise through yeah. the environment, or that means yeah. getting caught and killed. So, it's just a really interesting use of, like, film techniques to, like, carry the tension. It's so fucking You guys good. definitely need to. There's two really good zombie flicks that kind of have that same sort of... Um, ten- mm-hmm. tension about like you know oh be careful but uh, don't make noises but uh, it's the girl with all the gifts mm-hmm. right. which is fantastic and yeah. then uh, it's it's on Netflix what is it called holy fuck uh, Ravenous Ravenous I've seen Ravenous yeah, yeah. you um, watched Ravenous yes. how did, did you like it I love it. I'm, well, I liked it a lot seen yeah. it about four or five years ago actually nice. Oh wow is that the same one I'm talking about it's on, on Netflix from for years I don't with I don't the, know the it's, female on the cover. It's uh, it's in French. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but you guys have been holding a shot in your hands. Yeah, well, I minutes. wanted to cheers earlier, and then Chris was like, "I don't want to cheers to that shit. I'm happy, fake ass happy, but happy." That's, like what? Fuck! <laughs> fuck! I, cheers then, shit. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> fuck. Fucking ass hats. Love you, Chris. Damn it. Mm. I only pick on you because I know Ooh. you can handle it. Bride oh, is too um. Much oh. of a gentle flower for that. Ooh. That was a That's... baby shot for me because I took my second show and none of you were looking. <laughs> yeah, that that hit. I, I'm into it. Oh yeah. I've only had cocoa pebbles tonight, so. Mm. Today, so. Ooh, you've only had a couple what? Cocoa, cocoa pebbles. pebbles. Cocoa pebbles. Oh yes, yum. Yeah, they're delicious. Just like 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 four or five pebbles or like a bowl like because yeah, when like, you say a couple of pebbles, he said cocoa pebbles. Oh. I didn't say couple of pebbles. I said cargo. Oh. But I yeah. like where your head is at. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was going to keep the bit going, but he fucked that up. Yeah, fucked thanks that, yeah. a lot, I did, Chris. I did, I did, I did fuck that okay. Up. Yeah. You just, you, this is why yeah. we can't have nice things. Yeah. Because of people like you. Oh, good. But yeah, I watch A Quiet Place, and it's probably uh, already, it's it's in my top like horror movies. Nice. It's, it's really good. John, John Krasinski directed mm. it, which I didn't know. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. It's nice. really good. Go see it. Okay. See it. Yeah, the Quiet reviews place, for it are yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Kevin Smith saw it and he tweeted like fucking loved it too. Damn. So like it's 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 a good film. It's a good fucking film. That was yeah. yeah. And how about, about you, you, Chris? Chris? Uh yes. Uh let's see. Starting off with um I think we talked about the finale of Dragon Ball Super. Oh, um yes. our last episode, oh, which was God. really awesome. That was yeah. cool. Fucking yeah. Um uh, a seen... lot of my friends were really excited to see that. Hells yeah. Um in Was it everything you wanted it to be? 
I, I expected a lot of different things, but when I knew that 131 was the last episode, I'm like, they're not going to be able to give me all those things that I'm expecting. Right. So it was like, it was a happy bow tie, you yeah. know, on, you know. I knew exactly one. what was going to happen mm-hmm. throughout the episode, yeah. but watching it happen made me emotional because I've been following Dragon Ball since I was like nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with the fucking thing. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's the last episode. We're going we're gonna to get a movie and they're probably not going to get a series until 10 years because mm-hmm. like Hirato Toriyama takes for fucking ever yep. to do this shit. So it's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. it hits me in the soul. But no, I, uh, I seen that. That was, that was satisfying. Um, like Dragon Ball Super a lot. Um, in New Orleans last week, I seen uh, Ready Player One in, uh, in 3D. Uh, anybody listening to this, don't see Ready Player One in 3D. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, it's, it's seriously not worth it. I mean, like the extra four bucks to see it in 3D, and there's only like three to four scenes to where the 3D actually enhances the experience. Right. Like seriously, otherwise you could have just seen it in a regular theater. I um, mean, minus the 3D though, is it still a good movie? Um, the other thing about it, there's about 20 minutes to where you're just like, oh, fuck, get it on with it. Like we get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And even my girlfriend, who would be considered like a layman, you know, to, you know, mo- being a movie critic type thing. And but she loves... Was, Nerdy stuff. She loves nerdy stuff, yeah, yeah. and sci- sci-fi stuff, but she still even had those moments like, oh, God, we get it. You know, get right. over with it. You know, so besides that, those two things, not seeing it in 3D in those 15, 20 minutes, um, and I guess another qualifier would be um, anybody that's not, like, old, like 28, I guess, yeah. or older, okay. then it's kind of just like, <laughs> all right. You know, because because I mean the guy. I mean, just just imagine like if the things that the things that you grew up with from mm-hmm. from birth all the way until now, and then you decide that you wanted to make a film about all the things you fanboyed off of from birth all the way until now. It was like know, it was it was a nostalgia flick. Well, cause it was like, it was a nostalgia flick, but it was still a very very well put together movie. Yeah, you know, but if you're not in, if you don't get all the references like I mean at, at, it's almost kind of like a, a Where's Waldo of references because right. no. every like seven seconds you're like oh shit they took that from Terminator oh shit that's the, mu- the music from um, from Back to the Future 1 oh shit there goes the DeLorean oh fuck you know it's like that. There's they're like oh Robert Zemeckis you know so like the things it's like you wouldn't even they don't even like put it in your face like this is a reference like you have to be a fanboy right. to understand yeah. that he's even referencing anything Any that, yeah. yeah and the fact that it's like I am one of those fanboys and they didn't like try to shove it in your face of this this reference, this reference, you yeah. just have to kind of get it. Yeah. Like that made the movie that much better for me. So okay. I gave it an eight. But if I wasn't who I am, then it gets like a six or a seven. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, I um, I only know like one other person that's watched it. And mm. um, Blake, he really enjoyed it. So I was just like, oh, yeah, he's, okay. How, cool. how old is Blake? 25, 26? Yeah, 25. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah so. It, it looks like one, like Spielberg is a very good filmmaker. Great I, filmmaker. I, yeah, like he's one of he's one of the OGs. Yes, uh, but again, it's one of it's one of those things. Where, like, I'm I'm not a huge fan of blockbusters, mm-hmm. and I'm not a huge fan of like reference baits. Yeah, it's you know like the, the, the genre. He doesn't push the envelope the envelope forward at all with the genre that he's using. If anything, I, when I was watching, I was like, "All right, you got one person who's a string fanboy and mm-hmm. pushes the envelope forward, and that will be with a." Um, What's the movie that we love? It's like an arcade type based uh, movie. Scott yeah. Pilgrim versus the Scott World. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Like Fucking that. Like Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Yeah, like that is a, someone that you can tell so is a good. fanboy, mm-hmm. and they push the envelope forward as far as movie making. Yeah. St- Steven Spielberg's movie, you can tell one hundred percent he's a fanboy, but nothing was pushed forward as far as filmmaking, new ideas, like he's none, a safe none of that. Filmmaker, very right safe. Like he was revolutionary in Early the seventies. Yeah. When 80s, he did yeah. all this, like, uh, he did Jaws, right? I don't yeah, Jaws, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah first like, one. Jaws is like uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, so he did that? Okay. Those, yeah. I was getting confused with James Cameron. That's why I'm going oh, to okay. check. Oh, okay. I got you, yeah. Um, so, like, he did those movies, and those were revolutionary in cinema, because they oh, used, like, yeah. heavy CG, yep. heavy, uh, like, you know, oh. real-life VFX. Yeah. 
And like heavy CG for the time, is what I'm saying. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Like heavy CG, uh, real life puppetry for cinema and whatever. Yeah. And he did, he really did bring up like the horror genre. Oh, yeah. So, like, hey, don't show the monster that much. And yeah. like, he's responsible for all of that. Yeah. But he is one of those filmmakers that by now he's playing it safe. Yeah. Because that's what he knows how to do. He has and nothing to do. And filmmaker like John Krasinski that made a really mm-hmm. considerably sexy horror movie hey. for the day and age right. because he's adapting what we learn from horror movies and yeah. like discarding the things that don't work. But yeah. Spielberg is still keeping those things alive. Yeah, yeah, very much. And so like, I'm interested to see the movie. I'm probably not going to go pay for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, I'm yeah. definitely not going to pay yeah. to watch that either. What I will pay for is Isle of Dogs. So yes. definitely yeah. need to try and do that. Um, okay, before we get into the next segment. So I'm on, I, 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 that's the only thing I got to see. I don't get to talk about the other stuff. No, oh, oh, that's okay, Chris. It's no, okay. Go, go ahead, Chris. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I've seen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've no, seen no you have more stuff? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like... Shows all day. This is like a sad puppy right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, you passive you aggressive know. <laughs> Because, I mean, this, this is literally my life. Like, seriously. Like, this is what I do. And then there's like, I want to, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, okay, do it, do go it, ahead, Chris. Yeah. Tell the classroom more of what you watched this, this All past All right. Week. I watched uh, my next Yes Needs No Introduction. Um, that is uh, David Letterman's new show on Netflix. Um, How is that? It's really good. Nice. Ish. Okay. Because <laughs> it, it depends on, like, I, I, don't, I don't think millennials will like this show whatsoever just because it's still that old format. Aren't you technically a millennial? I'm technically not. Actually. Are you technically not? When is the cutoff? It was I'm, like I'm a, 80... I'm a Xenio. 1995 is the cutoff for millennials. Oh, rather the the start. So like, what's the? I actually have. It's a... like 95 to. It's 95 to to, to, Ni- to like 2007. Like... Oh wait, I'm sorry. So it's 95 to. So I'm not even a millennial. If that's the case. Yes. I don't. I don't no. know. Let's, let's, 95. Let's the millennials started at 95. I thought millennials started in like eighty. Something. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, the Generation X is uh, nineteen sixty five through nineteen seventy nine. Uh, the Xenials, which is me, is nineteen seventy five through nineteen eighty four. I mean nineteen eighty five. I'm born in nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Generation Y will be the millennials. That's anybody born nineteen eighty through nineteen ninety four. Then okay, you're a so millennial. I'm a millennial. If, yeah. Uh, the Generation Z is nineteen ninety five through two thousand and twelve. I guess that's me. And oh, then, wow. No, no, no. So you're not even a millennial, Brian. I'm the yeah. cutoff for the millennial. So yeah, that's you're funny. millennial generation Z. And then everything after that, my daughter will be generation alpha. Okay. You know what's weird? I've heard so many difference of numbers mm. for that age range. Yeah. Like, for the millennials, yeah. Yeah, like I've heard 1995 to like 2001. Is I feel like people just change it to fit their agenda. I, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> a, it's an ever-changing like a uh, sliding scale because like uh, I didn't even have anything as Xenials. Like I was grouped in with Generation X for a long yeah. time and then I was a millennial for like another five years and I was yeah. like, I don't fit in either one of those groups. And, and part of the reason is like the huge technological advancements that were done from 1980 to like 2000. Hells yeah. Because like, yeah. like you're generation grew up in an entirely set of technology than my generation. Yeah, we're like, only 10 years apart. Yeah, like my generation had no internet, anything. Like first grade, they're telling us that there's going to be an internet technology that's going to go fast, it's going to be exponential. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, get the fuck out of here. And then, you know, <laughs> by the time you're a teenager, the internet is here. You know, the next generation, they're born into the internet. Right. You know, right. the next generation, I mean, it's just, it's wild how fast things are going. But um, but, but the reason I say people might not like uh, my next guest is because it's that same format, basically, to where you have a host and you have a guest, but where they try to change things up it's kind of make it like a podcast you don't have all those different segments you just have a person sitting in front of you looking at you in the eye and talking to you for a full hour okay so yeah. it's 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 generally not like a t- it's not a like an old time so show. david letterman's it's, not even in it 
No, David Levin is in it. In it. You know, he, he gets up, he does like a monologue, like the, like the old television show mm-hmm. stuff, for 10 minutes, and then he brings out his guests, and then he sits face-to-face, and they talk for 45 minutes to an hour, like without cutting, you know, just talking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. I, mean, I feel like anyone could get into it as long as they're interested in the actor or the topic, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's, nece- that's, na- that's, that's pretty much more, what podcasts are nowadays. Yeah. So. That's a more podcast format. Oh, than, yeah, yeah. Than, like, what I'm used to talk show, which is like ads, yep. production. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you got a thing you want to promote. Exactly. And, ah, fucking yeah. suck my dick. So like, I'm, I'm liking it a little more than like his old show or other talk shows, but it's still like that in the middle. It's not right. where we're trying to go to. Right. It's right there holding on to the old shit, trying to implement a little new shit, you know. The but, future is audio. Yeah, it, it, seriously, I believe so. <laughs> that, is such, that is the most, like I believe that statement too. Mm-hmm. That is the most obnoxious hashtag I've seen about podcasts in such a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like I, mean, I believe it, but yeah. still, yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, if you if you check that out, there was a lady named uh, Malala, and I'm not even gonna try to butcher her name, but she's a Pakistani lady. She's, she's the, a uh, yeah. You heard about her? She's a revolutionist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. the the youngest person to ever win the Nobel Peace Prize, and uh, she's a fe- she's an activist for female education. Oh, mm-hmm. she was a kid that like got attacked. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. But brought in to get books or something. Uh, something. I, 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 I remember her case. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, she she was on there and she talked for a good hour. She was amazing. Jay Z was on there recently. He did really really good. Yeah. And to close up because we're fucking running yeah, really, I was really like long, anything is, else, um, Chris? Because the, there's a documentary called "To Take Take, take Your Pills" and it's about Adderall and how that's affecting you know children from a young age and yeah. adults up until now. That's a really good documentary. It doesn't. Is it about only people who are prescribed it or people who also both take it? Illegal okay. and illegal. illegal. Yeah. Illegal. Okay. So it gets really that's into cool. that. That's a really okay. good documentary. And last but not least is a documentary called Flint Town in um, Flint, Michigan. There's been a water crisis there for the past three years Mm -hmm. and the documentary, docu-series shows that there's more than the water crisis. They have a police crisis. They have society crisis. a lot going on. So I highly recommend Flint Town. Awesome. Uh, Sorry, uh, before we cut, I realize that you're on your Twitter feed. So you tweet a picture of everything that you've watched? Everything that's like worth merit that I was like, if I was me, would I want someone else to tweet that for me to watch it? Okay, that's, you know? that's a good, that's a good. Oh, okay, that's cool. well, you guys follow him on the Vons, right? Yes, T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey, if you want some really good, if you want some really good movie suggestions. But yeah, I just wanted to go over really quick how the structure of the show is going to go since mm-hmm. I'm the host today. So um, um, so we're still going to have three parts. Obviously, we had the condiments. Now we're going to move into the meat. Uh, but the meat's going to be a little bit different than usual as opposed to talking about a film i'm going to talk about these guys instead right learn more about them what makes them tick and of course what makes them ticked off um and then of course we'll move into movies and premieres with the chris lucky um for our third segment as usual um but before we do that let's go ahead take a break (laughs) (laughs) we're back guys Oh, yeah, I love it. Thank you. The aggressiveness is what keeps me breathing. I wish I could say the same. All right. So, welcome back for film's sake, listeners. Um, Let's see here. In case you needed some reminding, this is Lauren Kalukag. You are still listening to the For Film's Sake podcast. I'm just taking over today. So, um, we are in the meat of the show. Right. and I wanted to use this time to talk a little bit about the original FFS podcast host, <laughs> Brian, Chris. So Yo. catch us up to date. How has your journey in, you know, the film field been like, where, ha- where are you guys at? Where you guys see your guys, yourself going? Mm-hmm. 
Who should go first? Rock, paper, scissors. I'm more with that. All right. That's it. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. All right. I was like, that was a late. Like, Ryan, you're Oh, we do a rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. No, rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Okay. So, Ryan, go for it. I mean, I'm still in school. So, I haven't graduated yet. I graduated in December, which is kind of exciting, kind of terrifying. Um, mainly because I have the routine of like going to school at least like four times a week. Yeah. And like doing that. So I don't know how I'm going to handle not having that. Right. And then I got to find a way to pay bills. After oh, that, yeah. yeah. Which is terrifying. But in terms of like film, I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, as you know, we have the, the podcast with Jonathan for yeah. writing's sake. That's mm-hmm. been, it's been really fun to make. And because of the, because of the podcast, I've been writing a lot more. I've been thinking a lot more about writing. For yeah. Way. And there's a couple of things that I want to shoot that I'm that I'm directly writing right now for the purpose of shooting them. I'm excited for the Mr. So. Clean one. <laughs> nice. I've actually I've actually wrote seven new pages for that. Holy so, shit! Yeah, that nice. really has I'm grown. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah it, mm-hmm. it was four pages, and like we talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, with Jonathan on the, for writing's sake. And now I, I went to Amelie's one, and I just pumped out like seven pages, which I think are it's a little long and it's a little like like awkward for yeah. like an audience. Mm-hmm. But I think the meat is there, so it's just like trim out fat. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, but as far as like filmmaking goes, I've been doing a lot of photography. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, which yeah, yeah. has been yeah. really wonderful for like my confidence and how to compose an image. Okay. So like I'm not afraid now to maybe think like try something new when it comes to composing an image, yeah. which is something really that our school doesn't really prep you for. They kind of prep you for the the interview style, like mm-hmm. three point lighting yep. setup, which is great, and you're gonna use it a lot if you're a freelancer and you're doing videography for people. But it's also good to know that you can sort of expand out of that yeah. and like try a crazy shot. I think that's what's really good for, you know, I, I've always been fascinated by people who are into the arts that go to school for the arts because mm-hmm. it's such a fluid thing, right? But right. I think I think the whole point of art school is just to at least give you basic foundation so that way you have like a sort of uh, vehicle for your creativity. Right, and yeah. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. I think the, the other important, really, the other, the other really important part of going to an art school is like, the relationships that you form with people that are like-minded. Very okay. Much. And while you're in school, the access to the equipment that you have so you can mm-hmm. familiarize yourself with it and, like, how to use it. And you can make better decisions as to, like, okay, if I want to get this shot, I need to get this piece of equipment. Or if I want to get this other shot, I need to get this piece of equipment, this light, because this thing. Yeah. So you can, like, really what you get out of it is the ability to take planning to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. And sort of be able to, like, say, all right, if someone wants to do, like, a time-lapse shot, like they did in a ghost story, uh, when she's leaving the door over and over again, how do you do that uh, like feasibly? And yeah. so like that's kind of what what I, I'm getting out of art school. Right? Okay, okay, cool. And I made it to the point with photography where I'm like, I'm not afraid to compose an image. I'm not afraid to spend three hours building a lighting setup because mm. every you, I mean you get a single frame and you spend four hours doing a lighting setup. So now everything just kind of feels like. I'm not afraid to do that thing. I can yeah. do that thing. It's okay if I'm if I fuck this up right. because I can try it again later. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it's actually helped quite a bit for just like the creative process that's and, good and it's awesome and uh, a lot of the photo work that i've come out like i did i've i've four sh- four studio shoots in and yeah and like Holy each shit. one is just keep getting consistently better than the last one so i'm like like fuck yeah yeah this is working out <laughs> so sweet well i yeah. always uh see people who need shit done so yeah for sure i'll throw your name out there my website's coming out soon and oh, they can look me through the yeah. website and buy prints and do all of that good jammity jam and then all of that um, but mostly it's it's been to writing and like getting to a point where I want where I can shoot the things that I want to write and I'm not intimidated anymore by the act of thinking I got to shoot this yeah. and I'm like excited for that which is a huge 
like shift in mindset. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, I wrote this. How the fuck am I going to shoot this? Shit, fuck. And I was kind of like, oh, I wrote this. How am I going to shoot this? It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. A lot well, happier. Definitely, definitely showing some growth there. And especially, um, I think I think it's amazing that you're going to be uh, getting into marketing yourself and getting yeah. a website out there and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's crazy. I look yeah. forward to seeing where you, you know, how you grow. It's going to be so exciting. Thanks. It's like watching a little brother grow up. Uh, oh, my God. You're fucking three years older than me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we went to high school. That's kind of how that works. Two yeah, years older. I went to high school with you. This and it's true. just like, oh. Yeah, you've probably known me the longest about a lot of the people that I hang with Pro- yeah. probably yeah <laughs> how about you chris um i am enrolled thankfully i don't think i've mentioned this on the show yet um at uh, wilmington university <gasps> congrats yeah uh, for what i'll be starting this fall um is for a bachelor's in communications and a concentration in media a uh, broadcast communications with a concentration in media oh hell nice. yeah. yeah i mean you have the voice for it, so that's good. Thank you good. kindly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it just goes into, um, there was a party, I think it was around Christmas, and you were asking me like what my ambitions were, like now yeah. that I finished finally graduating, I'm like, I don't want to talk to people about that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and that's that's really what it is. It's like, um, I guess I'll voice this on the show now. Like my end goal is to be a, um, a voice personality on the radio in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. And um, that's just like one of my early steps that I would really like to accomplish. So I mean, um, uh, Wilmington has one of the best schools, no, well, the best school mm-hmm. on the uh, on the east and south for a um, for communications, broadcasting, for media. So um, it's just trying to get a little one step further. I um, I have a, a show that I've been developing for like fucking. It's been it, a couple months, man. I mean, yeah. If, if if I'm thinking about it like realistically, like when I first had the idea, it's like almost a year ago, yeah. a year and a half ago. And um, I had the uh, cover art commissioned about four or five months ago. Yeah. That's, ah. that, yeah, that's coming along very well, seeing that's the updates. Awesome. With I that. saw it. I saw the picture of that. She but sent the, it to me. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. looked fucking awesome. Yeah. She's doing very, very, yeah. very good. Can we know what this uh, show is about? Or uh, yeah. are you not ready for that yet? No, no that's fine. It's, um, okay. It'll be out in a few weeks. Well, probably like four weeks. Okay. It's, um, it's called What's Trending. And it's a um, it's a show about pop culture, things that are going on from a week-to-week basis. Oh, shit. So anything within pop culture that's popular. So it doesn't matter if it's, it's sports, entertainment, art, political, like anything that's going yeah. on that's trending in pop culture that week is something that's going to be discussed. Twitter is this going to be a solo cast? For that show. Oh, yeah. 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 Is, like, is this going to be a solo cast? Like, is it just going to be you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the, the goal for that is a um, kind of like a demo um, that, that I would use as, as an example so I could take to Power 98 and 103.3 and 102.9, you know, to be able to show. Here's a portfolio, a, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, because those, the ter- terrestrial radio, you can't really have cuss words like i can't be like i don't give a fuck you right. know or um things just have to be formatted in a certain way so it's like uh, the way that we were talking about the david letterman thing it's like i want to be able to jump into your format you know to show that i can work in that structure yeah but once i'm in that then i want to be able to tear that fucker all the way apart you know <laughs> right. and, and show that this isn't the way that it's that it has to be anymore like you know but it's just that's that's what i'm working towards that is my end goal and it, it still is i mean well here's a question for you because you know you hear a lot that i know at one point uh, people were ri- worried about you know radio becoming oh, yeah. a dying art yeah. so like for you you know now you're going to be going to school for it and yeah. then you know this is something that you see yourself doing in the long run yeah. i mean is that still a worry or do you think radio is evolving like tell me a little bit of how i don't i don't believe anything is dead besides interest you okay. know if, if if people lose complete interest in a thing then it's dead but i mean Radio as a whole, terrestrial radio as a whole, I think is is um is not as 
big. It doesn't have this, as huge of a market as it did, but it's kind of like saying TV's dying. You know, TV, things are going in a different way. You go to Netflix, you go to Hulu, you go to different things, but but ABC isn't going to go anywhere. CBS isn't yeah. going to go anywhere. You know, iHeartRadio just went into bankruptcy, but you know what's going to happen? Another company is going to come up and put... Up? I mean, there's so many FM yeah. stations, you know, it's just those, hey. these things aren't going to go away, but the way that we um, digest them is going to go away. That's okay. for a fact, and it just okay. has over time. So, I mean, I think the way that terrestrial radio has been digested is going to merge a bit with the way that podcasts are being done currently. Okay. You know, so, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I would like to do. No, that's exactly what I would like to do. Part of the interruption, but uh, I think that you you are absolutely correct in saying that, like, radio isn't going to die. It just mm-hmm. has to change along with a new format. Yep. Okay. And, like, people like Chris, which understand both formats, mm-hmm. are kind of what the industry needs okay. to merge those kind of industries yeah. together and see what can come out of it. Yeah. Awesome. It's the same thing with, like, yeah. Netflix and, like, television. Like, oh, yeah. Television became so much more cinematic mm-hmm. because a lot of filmmakers that were trying to make cinema saw the potential and jumped into the TV format. Yep. <laughs> and then they changed that format yeah. permanently. And yep. that's kind of what needs to happen with podcast and radio. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's gonna. It's gonna be really cool to see that evolve. Are you going on campus or is it oh, gonna be online? Online. online. Okay. Yeah. So you will still have you around, Charlotte. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll be cool. Here. Yeah. Sweet. Well, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was ter- when you said that you were gonna go to Wilmington to yeah, class. Yeah, I'm I was not just gonna like, do that. Oh fuck! Is he leaving? Like, I gotta find <laughs> a new host. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, no. <laughs> you start collecting applications. Like, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Here's the <laughs> yeah. Um, that fall dropping the yeah. ball. Did you open it up? There's like names of possible hosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. It's like the. Uh, um, with, we'll with actually the show, put Lauren on as the permanent. You would be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, you would. Oh, but, I mean, but like the thing is, like we've been doing the show for like over two years now. Seriously, and it's just yeah. like my favorite podcast that I'll listen to is you'll hear the story of the grind of you know year five and year six. And I'm like, shit, I didn't even hear about them till year seven. Right? Like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you know? And it's just like we're I, I, we've put this two year grind into it. And it's just like I'm starting an, another show, and that that's great. But I'm not going to give up on two years of something that has worked very well yeah. and a friendship that has formed like well beyond my expectations. You yeah, know, so. so it's just like the the time that we've put into this. I want to mm-hmm. see what comes out of it. You know, because something is at the end of it. It might be a piece of a turd sandwich that yeah. we get but to eat and enjoy. It, but there's yeah. 100% something there. You know? yeah. It's going to be a tasty turd sandwich. Well, <laughs> something, something I really enjoyed about mm. this podcast, and that's a perfect segue for my mm. next question, is that like, you, we have heard the growth of your guys' friendship over oh, yeah. these podcasts as well. Like, at, from the very beginning, where it was just like, you know, you guys just laughing, joking, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and then you guys becoming more and more comfortable with each other and then starting to be more comfortable with like pushing each other's buttons and you know shutting each other down Mm -hmm. or stuff like that so i mean that dynamic like obviously carries outside of the show but in Mm. the show do you you guys ever listen back to it and just like oh god like what the fuck was i doing or (laughs) oh my god i was being such a dick or like how like what is that what is that like for you guys i don't listen to a lot of our episodes oh oh, wow okay um because I tend to have that a explains pretty, why you forget. Oh, I forget all the time. <laughs> the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I don't like the thing is like I'm all, I'm mostly at home or at school working. Mm-hmm. So like I only have like podcast listening time mm-hmm. when I'm in the car because that's really the only way that I can enjoy it mm-hmm. without being interrupted or having to like rewind and shit. Yeah. So like I don't have a lot of that driving time. So I pick podcasts that I like that I wanted to listen to that I'm backlogged on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. For film sake, as much as I love listening to some of the episodes, because some of the episodes are fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listened to episode 28, yeah. not too long ago, which was the one where the guy masturbated in my backyard. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Ago. Yeah. I remember that and story. I was laughing so fucking hard at how angry I was. <laughs> like, I tell that story now and I'm really calm. Yeah. But when I said in that episode that it happened like two days before, 
So I was just like fucking living. Yeah. I, I like to I like to go back and listen to like a lot of the energy. You should and listen to the, the the 2017 year in review then because, <laughs> yo, like your emotions on there, and then Chris just being like, "Can we just get to what the fuck we actually came here to talk about?" <laughs> like you were fine that like he didn't even understand. Like I, I, that was what's so bad about it. I was like, <laughs> "Can can you get over yourself for two minutes?" And it was like just me saying, "No, this that, show's about me." God damn yes, it. and it was making you more mad. You know <laughs> that I just was like, "Come on, what?" <laughs> like do you guys ever feel like someone's having more of a diva moment than the other absolutely yeah do you call oh, each yeah. other out there was, out? Yeah. There was oh, one yeah. episode where chris uh forgot his notebook oh yeah before he oh, jonathan was there yeah and it was a jonathan episode and he was so flustered oh yeah he wanted to delay the episode like another 20 minutes i wanted to go home and get my shit and come back yeah in. oh and i was just like no we're fucking doing the show right now okay and chris was like so sad and, like, yeah okay like, <laughs> This is the reason because like my anxiety is different from other people's anxiety yeah. and I was super anxious and uncomfortable and then I was being told nope you're not you're fine you're fine you're good I'm like no I'm not fine like I'm very anxious to be like, fair, this is bad for me right now I was a real piece of shit that yes. I was really but I was I was mad because I wanted to get the episode started because I think I had shit to do that day Oh my god. So, yeah. But so so yeah, sometimes I listen back and I go like, ah, gee, I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, a lot of the time it's just like me laughing at how fucking stupid something was. <laughs> yeah. well, you can definitely attest to the fact that these guys are pretty stupid on the show. Oh yeah. But we love it. We love it. It's part of what makes this show so charming. Um, my sorry, my favorite moment that happens when I listen back to an episode is when I've had one conversation on one episode. Mm -hmm. And then I listened back like 10 episodes and I had the exact, exact same, same conversation yeah. with somebody. <laughs> and I remembered none not either of those conversations when I'm listening to it. That's always really funny. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Chris. I mean, so you guys talk about your mental illness a lot on the show. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you get, you have anxiety, you have depression, but I mean, both of you guys. So um, I once read this quote, right? Mm -hmm. That said You're not that. A weed. Yeah. I know. Ever since what? you... Look, we got women that know how to read yeah. out here. What in the name of shit? You really inspired me, Chris, to make myself a better person. I should hope so. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, think you would get this far this fast. I mean, wow. You, <laughs> seeing you grow or, you know, decrease in size mm. from... You know, yeah. fat Chris to skinny Chris is right. just All like, right. it's been inspiring. Okay. So I wanted to take advantage of that too. But anyway, yes. so I was reading this quote. All right. <laughs> um, and it's like, you know, creative people feel things the deepest, mm. right? right? So do you feel as though your mental illness has helped with your guys' creative processes? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Um, this is the, re re right, the reason why I say yes is... Um, I guess kind of dark. I um well no Devin was here so I talked about it a little bit before. Yeah. I um I spent uh, like a week in a psychiatric hospital when I was 24, 25, somewhere oh. around there. So when I got out of the military, and it was for depression and suicidal thoughts, and I was you know attempting to kill myself at the time. Was it like and PTSD or something. I have I have issues with the the acronym PTSD. It's like I, I don't know. It's like I mean maybe maybe it's used for common things now, but it's just I'm always used for PTSD. It's just like the trauma of like being at war and death. But I mean maybe it can be used for like seeing your your mother hit by your father, and you know that's PTSD for you. But I mean mm -hmm. I, don't know. I mean I just have issues with that. But um, 
um, no, I was just dealing with a lot of things at the time. And why I feel like it fuels my creativity is when I was in that psychiatric hospital, I don't have a phone, don't have a TV, don't have anything. Don't, they wouldn't even let me have my fucking books. Like a, it's like a, I couldn't really? have, yeah, because they said a hardcover book could be used as a weapon. So oh. I could only have like soft cover books, you know, okay. and all my books were hardcover. So it's like just sitting there with nothing but my own fucking thoughts, you know, a, a pencil and paper, you know, a pad and writing stuff. And then every few hours I would have like some psychiatric person, you know, they put me in a room that was kind of like a Catholic confessional box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a lady on the other side of the wall with a window talking to me and shit and trying to prescribe me different kind of medications and different things and telling me the effects of it. And I'm just like adamant against it. I'm like, I know I'm dealing with some shit in my mind right now, but whatever you're going to give me that's going to dull my view of reality, yeah. I don't want that shit. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm, I just want to deal with it. And like I said, I just, the, the way that I am, I feel like fuels who I am. Yeah. You know, my, my view of the world is what makes me unique and I feel like if I, and I, I don't want this to sound like a PSA for throw away your medication because there are people that very much need it. Yeah, right, you know? absolutely. But it's just the way that I've found to function within myself. I don't want to dull that, that child in me any more than it already has. You know, so I mean, I, I feel like whatever is in me, the, the mental imbalance kind of does help me yeah. you know, creatively. Awesome. I have uh, similar feelings. I think it has helped me. I think, uh, like, I, I particularly suffer a lot from anxiety and the sort of neurotic edge of anxiety with yeah. depression. And, and the neuroticism and the anxiety has uh, sort of evolved to go beyond social anxiety to be sort of more like existential anxiety. Okay. Where I kind of look at the world and I just go, like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know why people are doing any of this. Yeah. People are, this is stupid. Why are we doing any of this? It sort of evolved past that anxiety. And that has helped me. I thought it started a social anxiety, but then it's just really anxiety of like, I don't know how to operate. Yeah. Be like on the world, on the superficial level that people want to operate in it. So I'm always like, I'm always obsessed with finding out the deeper interaction between something. So like if you spend like 10 minutes talking about like a movie, I want to know like, well, why did that movie affect you that way? And why could you, why could we spend 10 minutes talking about this movie? Yeah. Uh, So my anxiety is, is feel that, deeper curiosity yeah, for yeah, people yeah. and i think it, i think it's a really great way to it to hear for a lot of people too and i'm sure for your listeners who do deal with mental illnesses to 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 listen to people who have it too and yeah. hear them right. and how they can take what would be a crippling disease or whatever and turn it into something that will fuel you yeah. Yeah. so i mean it, i mean it's a lot of energy good. like anxiety yeah. particularly anxiety for me cuz i have depression but depression, I sort of have a, an understandable handle on. It's mm-hmm. the anxiety that gets complicated. Right. Because anxiety tricks you into thinking that everybody around you hates you. Right, mm-hmm. yes. And, mm-hmm. and that nothing about you is enjoyable enough or good enough to be in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's really... And that triggers depressive episodes, for sure. Right, yes. But anxiety is the one that really kills me in terms of like stopping me from doing the things that I want or yeah. stopping me going out from the places I want or yep. it's the one that limits my social interactions. Like if I had five hours of social interaction on a Friday, mm-hmm. nobody's seeing me for till Sunday. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, so like anxiety is the one that limits that. But I feel like as a writer and as a sort of a creative person, that level of anxiety has in some way fueled my inherent need to make sense of things. Yeah. And in trying to make sense of things, it gives me things to write about. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and yeah. you know, and like I write a lot about suicidal tendencies and people that want to kill kill themselves. Or, yeah. Or like yeah. hyperviolence. Yeah. And the reason why I write about that is because there's something funny about the excess 
emotion that anxiety creates mm-hmm. in proportion to the thing that caused the reaction. Yeah. You know? So like there's very few things that genuinely cause that should cause the level of anxiety that makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah. But when you have anxiety, a lot of that causes that reaction, yeah. you know, because everything just sort of feels exaggerated. So, so has, I mean, overall then having mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. cause you guys also talk about your emotions a lot on right. this podcast. Like, has that helped a lot with, you know, sort yeah. of coping with it. For me personally, because I was I was sort of a shy, unconfident, uh, sort of timid personality yeah. before the show. And then hanging out with Chris, who's 10 years older than me, mm. and he's always... And even though he doesn't necessarily give advice the way that you expect someone to give advice... Mm, right, true. Um, <laughs> just being around him and sort of absorbing that confident persona has helped me develop my own confident persona. Yeah. And so, like, do, over the two years of the show... Talking to Chris when I was in my head about something, and he, I talked to him about something, and he said something like, "I d- don't." <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. And I and I'd just be like, "Oh fuck, you're right. I guess I don't have to." Yeah, yeah definitely. When you get on your rants on the show, we and we have Chris always like reeling it back in, like, "Come on, man, let's." You're okay. I mean, so uh, like that's yeah. always been a good a good dynamic. I learn a lot from Chris in terms of like be managing my own and like unconfident person and like turning yeah. that energy into something that I can. Control. Yeah. Uh, for for me, it's, it's helped with, um, I, like I said, you, you get people that when they're 30, 40s, and 50s, and they just kind of become set in their ways. They they are who they are, yeah. and there is not up for discussion. And <laughs> with me, it's like I'm, I still try to be as inquisitive, as curious as possible. And a lot of the things that I, I question um, to people of a certain age, it seems like a challenge. It feels like a yeah. challenge. I'm challenging them. I don't mm-hmm. believe them or things like that. And just with me, it's just like I, me and Brian and Jonathan, we were talking before about Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like I, I enjoy playing a devil's advocate, you yeah. know, like regardless of especially uh, arguing for the side that I don't agree with, right. you know, just so I can understand that how did you get to this place to where you said something like that? Yeah. I mean, if I'm, I couldn't have a conversation with a, a black person my age saying anything positive about Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though I don't support the guy, I don't like the guy. Right. But it's it's just that I, I I want to be able to have conversation about anything and everything. And with Brian, it's just like it, he doesn't take those things as I'm uh, challenging him or his opinion or you know him as a person in general. You know, it's just a person that's wanting to go back and forth and and discuss something and flesh it all the way out until it's nothing, rather than just me being an asshole to be a dick because I don't like you right. Right. type of thing. But that's that's how it comes across the majority of times in society. Right, you know? right, right. And I think that's the basis of the show. I think the basis of the show is sitting down and talking about something until we don't have anything else to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we used to do that at school before yeah. we started the show. We knew each other about like three months before we yeah. started the show. Yeah. And every time we would talk about a show or something, yeah. someone would bring up The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and I'd just be like, fuck that show. <laughs> every said, time, yeah. still, to this day. <laughs> to this day. And Chris would be just like, I mean, it's got good things about it. And I'd just be like, no, let's not go there. And then that just sort of invited the argument. Yep. And uh, so that's kind of what it's based on. It's just based on, like, for me, it's, it's, it's like Christopher has never been a demeaning person when oh, it comes no. to an yeah. argument. You know, no. he's never sort of been like, I mean, you're wrong and you're an idiot. I mean, he said that, but joking. <laughs> <laughs> in a joking, yeah. <laughs> he's never, yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> he's never meant it. No and, I, no. and I feel like that's the basis of the show and like the dynamic of the friendship, which is that we can dig into each other's like opinions. Yeah. And even if the opinion is stupid, we can go like, your opinion's stupid. Yeah. But 
I, yeah. I get why you have it. I exactly. Have to, yes. Yeah. Yes. I have to admit, you guys are mm. one of the most unconventionally heartwarming couples ever. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> um, okay. And this has been a question I've been wanting to ask for a really long time mm. now, and you guys have finally given the show back to me. So she's gonna ask about your dick, Brian. Oh, do it. <laughs> I mean, that was, that that is definitely something I'm gonna ask about. I can talk about my cock, but dick, that's dick not what mystic. I'm gonna ask about right yeah. now. That'll dick be for mystic. like later. Him the time. But um, so there's been a lot of just content being put out there. And yes. You know, there's over the years, you just hear more and more people saying, oh, shit, like this movie, this movie, mm -hmm. like, eh. you know, granted in the 80s, we had like B movies. But, yeah. you know, nowadays they're like considered cult classics. But mm -hmm. do you guys agree with the idea that that Hollywood or just the film industry in general is running out of ideas, original ideas for movies? Old mm -hmm. people are. Old yeah. people are running out of ideas. I mean, it's like if you if you get, if you came in the game, you know, at twenty years old, and now you're sixty. Mm -hmm. Like, not only have you run out of ideas, you've run out of fresh ideas to steal. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like like seriously. So it's like, I mean, you get people that are like, oh, I was so enamored with the um the Swiss. What's the name of Swiss? Uh, Swiss Army Swiss Man. Army Swiss Army Man. That's the Daniels. It's, yeah, the Daniels. It's like, and they did a turn down for what video? Yep. Like Brian. Brian put me on this, so it's like I'm. It's not like I'm like the ringleader for this shit. <laughs> you know, like this is Brian's people. You know, but it's like when I seen it, like I'm thinking it's like very sophomore, very juvenile, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm like, wow, like this is brand new. All of this shit is just like new territory there, you know, it's the brand new ideas, you know, so even though I couldn't give it like an A plus, like, but for, for what they're doing, mm -hmm. goddamn right, it's an A. So it's like, there's, there's a lot of young people that are like fueling Hollywood if they let them with new ideas, new ways of telling stories, new ways of editing, like all of that is there, but we're not getting it on the, the big screen, the mainstream, right. and you're not going to get that until these 20 year olds are 40 unfortunately <laughs> I mean and, and it's sad I mean some of them will break through some of these people will have there's like always a big the outlier there's yeah, Daniels, they'll be the outlier. yeah there's uh who's this uh the fuck I forgot the name there was a really young filmmaker recently yeah. um I, I know what you mean yeah, yeah sorry yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt I mean yeah it's, it's unfortunate so I mean like the, the young people do have new ideas and, and brand new things and then they'll suck all the new ideas out of those and then remake those for another 20 years mm -hmm. and then bring in some more youth but yeah old Hollywood they're fucking finished no. They're done. Old Hollywood, yeah. yeah. I uh, I have a, a like an answer that goes along the same lines, mm -hmm. but it's it's less cynical in the way of like oh I can't read your questions. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my eye, my eyes don't work. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's less cynical in the basis that I don't think it's like old Hollywood dying. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's gatekeeping. That's okay. that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gatekeeping. Explain that. Gatekeeping a bit. is when people that have previously held the industry to a standard mm -hmm. keep people that are challenging that standard out of the industry so like 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 old filmmakers mm -hmm. if someone like the daniels comes along yep. they're less likely to get them funding for a movie because it threatens the conventions of cinema okay you know what i'm saying so gatekeeping yeah. is just making sure that the industry stays the same way uh, all of the time the, the, yeah. the metaphor that i used when we were talking about it was um that would be relatable is uh, there's a rapper named chance the rapper and uh, yeah. yeah, Chance the Rapper, he's a very, very talented artist. And then oh um, goodness, yeah. a lot of the youth, everybody knew about him, you know, but he didn't have a, um, a contract or anything or, or a label, any of those things. And he decided, well, I'm just going to release it without a label. I'm going to release my mixtape coloring book. Mm -hmm. And it was so good that the industry was like, well, it's not an album. Like you can't, you can't get awards for a mixtape. Like you can't right. do that. Right. And then eventually they had to concede and was like, okay, well now we'll bring you in and we'll, we'll figure something out. And that's what, what we're talking about with, with movies. 
movies is when you have something like like the Daniels and they're like, well, you didn't do it this way. This doesn't fit. And that's what we're saying, gatekeeping. You didn't do it to the way that we say that things are supposed to be done. So you got to stay on the outside. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm just like, no, like the, the, the gatekeeping of Hollywood is going to have to change or die. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to have to open the gates or they're going to die. Yeah. And the reason why I think, and there's an interesting thing about it happening. I don't think Hollywood is running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I think Hollywood is running out of people that can execute those ideas mm-hmm. well. And um, because a lot of directors don't write their movies, you know? yeah. like especially now we had the we had the seventies and the nineties, and that yeah. was a specific moment in film history mm-hmm. where directors really had a lot of control about what they were releasing and what they were shooting. Taxi Driver, uh, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Tarantino's movies, yeah, they had ultimately they had script, they had direction, they had final cut. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot from the early two thousands to now. Because the studio movie, it was back in Hollywood, the way 1950s, the studio era happened, mm. where studios had control of all the properties. Same thing happened after the 90s. The studios started getting control of all the properties. So now they have a very formulaic, specific way to make money back from a movie. Yeah. They don't want to let go of that because it's still profitable. Mm. right? Yeah. But what's happening now is we're seeing that shift where we're seeing, we're going back to the 70s and the 90s style filmmaking where directors have control of their own scripts. The directors have control of their, the, what comes out in the movie, their edits, mm-hmm. the final cut. And and that's threatening the studio system. Yeah. Because then the studio can no longer make movie of a big franchise the way that Marvel has been doing so. And they have to concede a lot of that authority yep. to, to individual filmmakers. So, like, what's happening is that individual filmmakers, instead of going to Hollywood and be like, hey, I have a movie, just go like, fuck you. I'll just do it this way. Yeah. 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 Like they have Hulu and Amazon and yeah. Netflix and, and Filmstruck and all of these amazing streaming platforms that yep. want to challenge the old financial structure of how mm-hmm. movies are made. And then it's just like, well, I have a great movie. I'll just fucking go there. Yes. They advertise it for me. I make a little less money, but my name is out there now. So more or less, it's like old Hollywood is dying, but the film industry is growing. So it's not necessarily, we're running out of original ideas. Mm. It's just, we are having to fight a little bit harder for original ideas to come through. Yes. And we are having a little bit more trouble finding those original ideas because they're not released the mainstream way. So okay. like you have to go out and search for them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like you like if the Daniels has a uh, have a couple of short films yeah. that are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pe- even people that watch those army men don't know about those short films. Yeah. Because you have to follow the director. You have to follow their social media. Yeah. Okay. You have to search them out. Uh, like Good Times is a great example. It's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. It had a very limited release. Uh, but people have to search it out to go watch it. Yeah. And and so because people have to do that you start seeing a lot of like our crowd, the niche mm. filmmakers, the film critics, searching yeah. them out, but not the mainstream public. Yeah. So we get the idea that mainstream Hollywood is dying. We get yeah. the idea that movies are no longer good. Yep. You just have to find them in the right platforms. And, that's, and, that's kind of what and going back to what you were saying with um, with Hollywood and uh, production companies really taking over films and not giving the power to the writer director, mm-hmm. uh, two prime examples of that from uh, 2016, 2015, 2016, uh, one was Fantastic Four. Yep. I mean, we can say what we want to about the director, but when you're giving a job and then the production company decides to, that they're going to edit things, they're going to have the trailer, they're going to do all these different things. So it's just like your vision of the movie is just completely trashed. So it's like I, w- I can say that the final product of Fantastic Four was bad, mm-hmm. but was that the vision of the director? Was that the vision of the writer? Right. It's just you're not all on one, of co- one accord. Uh, the same thing happened with, um, Suicide, with Squad. Suicide Squad, exactly. You have a writer, you have a director, then you have a production company who decides, oh, well, we're going to take what you've done, we're going to edit that how we want to, mm-hmm. we're going to give it to a trailer company, they're going to put a trailer how they want to, and the director's like, what the fuck, that's not even the movie that I made. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, so it's like, that's... It's too many cooks. It's a too many cooks situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
People well, are Hollywood needs like the radio industry. Mm-hmm. Hollywood needs to embrace these new fan makers. Yeah, and they need to let them do their thing for a while. Yeah, and uh, we read a, we read an article about Spielberg saying that television, like straight to Netflix movies and yeah. straight to streaming movies, yeah. shouldn't have a place in the Oscars mm. because they had a one week release in like a limited theater, like qualifying them for the Oscars. Mm. I read that article and I got fucking furious because all I heard was gatekeeping, gatekeeping, gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a new medium. And the reason why they're doing the thing where they release the movie for one week in a theater mm-hmm. is to be able to fuck up your qualifiers of what it means to be a movie. Yep. And, and it's, it's, it's rebelling against the industry while participating in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that a lot. So I think all Hollywood, open up your fucking gates yeah. and uh, uh, watch some good fucking movies. Yep. Well, you heard it here on For Film's Sake, mm-hmm. old fucking Hollywood. <laughs> open those goddamn <laughs> gates. Old we got to adapt, man. Like, we got to adapt. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess Darwinism exists in all, yeah, all fields, right? Sure it is. All right. So before we end this segment, just like the last episode that I uh, hosted, there has to be right. a game show. Okay. Ooh, so everyone games. put on their competitive love pants. Game. Let's play a love, love game. game. Play, play a love game. game. Do you want love, love or you want fame? Are you in the game? On a love game. Or whatever. We did this last time, too. Yeah, we did. Cool. So... This is a trivia game to test who is the ultimate for film six podcast host. I'm so fucked. <laughs> I, I was expecting the ultimate for, for film saker, or would that be a listener? No, the for film, for film yeah, sakers listener. are the listeners. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Right. So, okay. Um, the way I did this was like originally I wanted to make it trivia off of FFS, but okay. I realized that would have been an unfair advantage to Brian yes, because he, he doesn't, doesn't remember shit shows. about any of the shows. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, we'll make it about like general movie trivia. Okay. Um, I was going to, I I probably should have asked you guys before we started the podcast though, like, <laughs> is there a way for us to, you know, do like, n- not necessarily buzzing sounds, but one of you guys have to, like, you guys have to come up with a signal to okay. see who answers right first. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not going to go back and forth. It's kind of like whoever shouts at the answer first. Okay. Just, Can we do that? All right. It's just, okay. it's just like slap the thing. Slap, slap, right. slap yeah. ass. I know Chris okay. hates it. All right. Okay. For our first question, who was the lead actress in Aaron Brockovich? Julie Roberts. Fuck One point, too. Chris. I just watched that movie recently. <laughs> Did you really? Because yeah, I, was, I was on a tear saying that Julie Roberts isn't a good actress. <laughs> so then I had to watch the movies that she was actually good in. So it was yeah. like a Pretty Woman. Um, pretty yeah, Woman, pretty, really good. Aaron yeah, Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. There was one other one. I can't remember um, what it was. Oh, The Mexican is what I gave her oh, credit for. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. The Mexican. Sorry, I was attention. Okay. All right. Now, what so, was... So just hold on. Um, um, you read all of, You heard all of that that came out of his mouth. Mm. Does that give any other listeners an indication of how fucked I am in this game? <laughs> we'll see i mean you never know i tried to i tried to make it in a way where hopefully both of you guys would win and it's just the questions are gonna get harder that was Still. a relatively easy question okay um what was marilyn monroe's name at birth i don't know really okay. that's a pop culture question i should know that marilyn monroe what's it stephanie <laughs> No, that was Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanata. Oh, you get a point for that. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, guys. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm technically kind of a four-film six host. I mean, can, hold on, can I ask you a question? Can you name one song that she released under the name Stephanie Germanata? I knew this. Mm. And I Is it Nebraska? That. No. Oh, okay, no, I don't know. All right, let's keep on going then. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What's the song? Um, uh, Electric Kiss. Okay. Electric Kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to play it after the show. Oh, okay, but. that too. Sweet. All right, so... 
Um, are we are we forfeiting this question? Yeah, we. I said Stephanie. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you call her Stephanie. Yeah. I, I call her Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> that is over my head. Wow, <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, no, it's Norma Jean Mortensen. Norma Jean Mortensen. Okay. Okay. All right. I love Third that question, so and you know what? Like after that first question, I feel like this is probably gonna be Chris's question. But okay. get your slap hands ready, guys. Yeah. Question number three: Bruce Willis played a convict turned time traveler in what 1995 movie? 1995 movie, convict turned time traveler. 1995 movie. 1995 movie. Action movie. Fuck me. Time travel. Time travel. A convict turned time See, the traveler. only time travel movie that I remember was I would more or less call it like a psychological thriller. Psychological thriller. I time mean, it's action field too, though, because it's fucking... The really only one that's coming to my mind is uh, Fifth Element, but he doesn't travel through time. Yeah, and he's not a convict. Yeah. Um, time uh, traveling convict. Time traveling convict. <laughs> I'm thinking of Say it one more time, movies. maybe it'll come to you. <laughs> Are you sure it's Bruce Willis? It is Bruce Willis. It is Bruce Willis? Because I watched this movie too. See, the, the only the only time traveling Bruce Willis movie I've seen has been Looper. That's not 1995. Yeah, so. no. Um, Are you guys forfeiting? Yeah, forfeiting. Yeah. Well, because well, I could give a hint, but yes, that would yeah, ruin do, do the hint, bonus question. So by giving this question. hint, you guys are forfeiting the, the bonus, bonus point. Right, okay, right, so okay. Um, what was originally going to be a two-point question is now just a one-point question. Right. It has, um, what's his name, Brad Pitt in it. Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis made a movie together? Yes, um, Seven Monkeys? Close, 12. 12, 12 Monkeys. monkeys. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll, I'll take half the points. I haven't seen that movie yet. Okay, so <laughs> we'll do 1.5 with for Chris in the lead right now and Brian Zero. Yep. Okay, question number four. Name three iconic phrases slash quotes from cult favorite movie Mean Girls. Uh, we wear pink on... Tuesdays. No, nope. it's not Tuesdays, we're, we're, it's Wednesday. Fuck, we wear pink on Wednesdays. Uh... Uh, girl, uh, you can't just call uh, people white. <laughs> you can't just say people are white or something like that. And, it's and not very iconic, but okay. It is a good quote. Is it? <laughs> no, yeah. It's iconic. Okay. I feel like... I feel can, like this question was more for me, less for you guys. You can't just say <laughs> people are white. Karen, you can't just say people are white. I think that's what it was. And then... Uh, <laughs> Mingo, so what's the other one? Um, fuck, I'm thinking of Heathers. Uh, Heathers is a better Mean Girls, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> What was the other one? The cool mom. Uh, she has a couple of quotes. I, I, I have two. I have two. Okay. Well, no. I'll give you half a point for that, for yeah. the effort. I'll take it. Um, acceptable answers would have been, boo you, whore. <laughs> um, and also, <laughs> uh, what is it? I can, I can uh, feel the weather with my boobs would have been a really good one, too. Right. Also, another good one is, um, you can't sit with us. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's like yeah. the classic one, isn't All it? All right. Okay, moving on. You guys Mingos suck. Is a good but, I know. Um, yeah, Mean Girls was my jam. <laughs> Heather's, however. I well, was, I just I figured, you know, you liked I've seen it. I, I, can, I, I can name like four characters in the movie. Yeah. I can tell you about it. But yeah, but it's not it. here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess that's more of a millennials thing. So, <laughs> which we've, you know, clarified. I'm the so. only millennial in the room. Yes. Right. So, okay. Again, question <laughs> for me, not for you guys. Okay, question number five. All right. Which movie won Best Picture at the 87th Academy Awards? Do you guys need the year for which yes. the 87th was? It's yeah. 2015. Okay. Okay, 2015. And what movie was it? Best picture. Best picture? Mm-hmm. 
2015. La La Land was 2016. 2015. You guys have actually done a podcast on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Which doesn't help. <laughs> best um, picture. The best picture of 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I hope this isn't 2016 that I'm thinking about, but it was the Darren Aronofsky movie with um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. That was, uh, no, that was a, the, no, it wasn't Aronofsky. It was, uh, that's not, it was a, Leonardo Revenant. DiCaprio was not, was in, not in it. It wasn't the Revenant? The Bear movie? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, that yeah. was 2016 then. That was 2016. That was not 2016. No, 20, 2016 was uh, Moonlight. This was 2015. That won Best Picture. Did yeah, Rev- I'm pretty sure Revenant won Best Picture 2015 mm-hmm. and Moonlight won 2016. No, Leo won an award, won Best Actor mm-hmm. for the movie Revenant, but he did not win. The, his oh, movie didn't win did not best win picture. Best Picture, no. Mm. Um, are you guys going to sacrifice this two-point question to a uh, one-point if I give you yeah, give the me a hint. hint? Give me a hint. Because no. we, we talked about it on the show. Because the bonus, the bonus question, right. again, could also be a hint. 2015... Trying to think. This is 2018. We just finished the 2017 awards. Right. 2016. 2016 was Moonlight. 2015. How the fuck is that not? Right. How is that not in our head? It wasn't. uh, That wasn't the best picture for that year. No, it wasn't. um, It was. He wasn't best actor. He won an Oscar, but it wasn't best picture. Apparently, Django came out that. It was Django. It wasn't Django. Uh, Of course not. (laughs) But I'm trying to think like what was nominated up there with it. That I would have been like, that's that's the movie. Manchester, Manchester by the Sea didn't win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready? Yeah, Kent. Yeah. All right. The hint. Um, he is the lead actor is uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, Birdman. Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. Yeah. So technically, Chris said it first. Okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take half credit because we were both there at the same time. I just yeah. said it faster. Okay. So well, then that puts you at, at one, one whole point. point, and that puts you yeah. at an even two. All right, Chris in the lead with one whole point ahead of Brian. Question number six: Who is who was the host of the 2012 Oscars? Um. um Shit. Was it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a Steve um, Harvey thing. Buzz it. Yeah, Fuck. you got to buzz, buzz it. Um, <laughs> Billy Crystal? Yes! Bravo! Uh, okay. I watch Oscars every year. No. Okay, yep. I don't. Again. Okay. Oh, you don't? Oh, I thought you I read the list. Too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All righty. Okay, so um, the last four questions were kind of like throwaways to try and... Um, even out the shit. Even out mm. the shit. So... Name three of Wes Anderson's films. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, The Darjeeling Unlimited, and Isle of Dogs. Beautiful. Yes. Number eight. Name three of the actors from the Justice League and their superheroes. Uh, Henry Cavill for Superman, mm-hmm. uh, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and Ezra Miller for The Flash. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And now Brian has taken the lead mm-hmm. one whole point ahead of Chris. Will Chris be able to catch up? Let's find out with question number nine. Name three actors who have depicted God. Morgan Freeman. Yep. Um, Morgan Freeman and Morgan <laughs> Freeman. <laughs> uh, I know it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's Morgan all I Freeman? know. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. What you got, Chris? Uh, no, wait. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey played God Carrey in the same count. movie. God damn it. Because he was imbued with God's power, but he was not actually God. Okay, fair enough. That have played God in a, in a movie. Um, you guys did a podcast on a 90s flick that did a parody of God and his angels. Yeah, um, Dogma. Oh. Uh, so Alan- Alanis Morissette. Okay, that's yeah. one. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. You know. Yeah, Morgan Freeman and Linus Marsalis. Um, more recently, there was a very controversial version of God played by a, a black woman. The fuck? When did that happen? <laughs> I feel like I would have heard about that. What? What? Uh, was it a movie or a show or a it play? It was a movie. A movie, black lady, God. Um, not familiar. She um was the lady who shat in the white. Oh, uh, Spencer pie. Spencer Hawkins. Oh. Spencer. Uh, that's not her name. It's Spencer Olivia. Something. Olivia. Something Olivia Spencer. Name? Olivia Spencer. No. No, I thought it was Octavia. 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 There we go. Yeah. I knew it was something Spencer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that that question was kind of a wash. So no, no one gets points on that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Wait, what movie did you play God in? Huh? What movie did you um, play God? I think it's called The Shelter or something I like that. that. I, Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. And then number 10, because, mm-hmm. well, Brian's still in the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the best guest for Film Sakes, for Film Sakes has ever had? <laughs> I'm going to win this point just based on spite. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you, Lauren. It's oh, you. Brian! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks. Again, another question for me, not for you guys. Well, that ends this show, guys. Do 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 do. Thanks so much for playing. Um, Brian Archia did win the game this time around. Last time, I think it was Chris. So it was hey, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure to give you a cookie after the show. What? I'll take my cookie. That last yeah. question fucked him up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that, like the total like you were just so indignant. I know what she wants me to say. I won't say it. Yeah, like what the fuck? Uh, I was trying to think of like really like obscure guests, you know, that I I could think of. Should have said like Alyssa. I mean, I I was I was I was gonna say Brent or Lachey, you know, that they just sat in the background that didn't even (laughs) say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. that's great. That's fucking great. Well, um, thanks for sitting through that, guys. Uh, we'll come back after this little break here to premieres and shit like that. All right. Nailed it. Nailed She's it. As, she, said, she does it about as smoothly as I do. She did. <laughs> <laughs> to premieres and, you know, that shit. And that shit. <laughs> Fucking yes. Do that. <laughs> oh, back. whoa. What? Cut <laughs> <laughs> after that. Like yes. where we bet actual money together. Oh no, yeah, yeah, like definitely that. did. Because I was, um, <laughs> like, I was talking to to Khalil one time, and he was talking about, yeah, we, me and uh, me, Lauren, and uh, and Daniel, and and Kate and Kate, we all used to have a house together. I'm like, I know, I was over there so many times, yeah. playing Uno <laughs> and smoking. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and it's just like, and no one has rep. So I'm like, I wonder if you remember that I've been around for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> you've been around for a while. <laughs> That's really funny. It's like, we used to have a house together. Yeah, motherfucker, I know. I yeah. was half of that. Yeah. And then one time, like, I forget who it was. They handed me, like, asked me, do I smoke? I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude. Who I, asked you that? I can't remember. It might have been uh, Alan. Really? Yeah. Like, it was, I was like, what the fuck? It, was, it just seems like, like, I've been around you guys for a long That's time. Really funny. And okay. no one remembers Honestly, it. Honestly, you come around more than Brian does, which is no, so no. funny to me. I am very antisocial. Yeah, I know. It's painful. <laughs> Yeah, love you. I love you, though. I know. I love you, too. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for uh, sticking with us through to the end. Um, Why wouldn't you? I'm the host. So let's go ahead, get started with... Now I feel like she's starting to take my thing, though. And I'm (laughs) getting a little different. What's she doing? I I didn't hear what she did. She's just being a better host than I am. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was was tuning her out at this point, as I do you at this point. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and... uh, 
uh, get into the premieres before Chris gets his panties anymore in the twist. All right. Oh. Um, so th- thank you for the for the fabulous uh, intro for the lead. Um, for the, this week in uh, television and movie premieres, starting Tuesday, April the 10th through Monday, April the 16th. Um, the first one is going to be on uh, Lauren's birthday, Tuesday, April the 10th. Hey. It's Andre the Giant. It's a documentary on oh. HBO at 10 p.m. So uh, anybody that grew up watching wrestling, you know, not wrestling, had to watch some wrestling. wrestling. Some wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Andre the Giant, he was a huge figure in wrestling in the, the 80s. So um, they have a documentary on him on HBO 10 p.m. Tuesday, April the 10th. Uh, the next thing, the same day, is Elton John, I'm Still Standing. A Grammy salute. I feel like I sh- should have sang that. Sorry. Uh, the next thing is Tuesday, April the 10th, Elton John, I'm Still Standing. It's a uh, Grammy <laughs> salute. It's going to be a um, it's music on uh, CBS <laughs> at 9 p.m. So um, check that out. Beautiful, Chris. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, really, I, I fuck with Elton John just because, like, he imagine like Elton John like being born in, like the 1995, and like him being like gay and flamboyant, like that shit would have been like a benefit, you know, to yeah. him and the culture. But like, he had to deal with that shit with Eminem, like making raps about him being gay, and like they man, I man, hang out though. They they do now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that was after like two albums of him just gay bashing everybody that's gay, and especially the people that are like. Popular. Who was gay. that? Who was gay bashing? Uh, Eminem, uh, gay oh, bashing Eminem. Uh, Elton okay. John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like it was. It was. He was getting it from a lot of different places. Like it was. He wasn't popular for his, anything besides that. You kind of sing all right, I guess. You know. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, Elton John, like he's he's awesome. He has a thing called "I'm Still Standing." A Grammy salute is going to be on CBS at 9 p.m. Uh, what the this, fuck is a Grammy salute? Do they celebrate how many Grammys he's got? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you read Google that so that? confidently. Yeah. I assume that you that you had a semblance of it. I don't know because they're not giving Grammys. It's right. not the Grammys. No. no, no, no. Is it like maybe it's just like a salute to him having having been a Grammy Award winner? I guess maybe. Like you can do that at the Grammys. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Elton John. I fucks with Elton John hardcore. I mean, and I, I want to see him continue to to get as much uh, notoriety as he possibly can because this guy is a brilliant genius. Uh, but that is that's Elton John Tuesday April the tenth same day last season of New Girl is going to be out on Fox at nine thirty p.m. that Tuesday so if you guys have been watching that uh, continue on for the last season nice. who's that girl is Jess <laughs> you know they they don't make t- TV theme songs like they used they to. don't they it's, really it's don't. unfortunate um, Friday what, uh, sorry hmm? did you ever watch uh, Drake and Josh did you ever catch that somewhere no nah, my daughter watches that sometimes so. that, that was like. After his time. That was after his time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drake and Josh has one of the best theme songs. What's that I've one? Uh, I'm not, not going to... I'm going to tell you what, what, one I'll that... I'll send can, it to you. The, this is one that I don't know if y'all know this one, but it was my daughter's time. Is that, I know you, you see know. somehow the world will be made for me and feel so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Anybody? I know that. I know no. that. That's, uh, Breathe life, be there. I know somehow we're going to get there and feel so wonderful. Is that Victoria dun, Justice? Dun, dun. Almost. No, uh, it's all for real. I'm telling you just how I feel. I so fucking wake know Wake up, young members of the nation. I know this. It's our time to be. There's no pledge unless you take one. You can. You got. I think Chris Ron. just wanted to um, show off his it's singing. A, it's no, a, I'm not even trying to sing. It's <laughs> not as Vanessa Hudgens. It is iCarly. Oh, fucking yeah. love iCarly. <laughs> I know you know iCarly. Oh, I love iCarly. That show is still fucking funny. Yes, like that's. But, that's but, like the first YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was watching Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> and Wizards of Waverly Place. Come on, guys. <laughs> there's a song. There's a rap song. I don't know what the fucking rapper is. 
but it's like this really aggressive like white dude trying to be street <laughs> yeah uh, and he has a line that says uh fuck billy ray cyrus i'm your daddy now <laughs> like oh, wow. singing to miley cyrus. okay okay <laughs> it's All one right. of the funniest lines in rap Is, and it's so bad i, I kind of i kind of like it because they're maybe Is that mgk a no, no, it's a, it's a, some dude that says uh, uh, MGK is pretty good. Yeah. He is. Yeah, uh, I forget. It's, it's something about smoking crack out of like Miley Cyrus's ass. It's like, like I like oh. that. I like yeah. that could be a double entendre there. You know, you're saying fuck, fuck, uh, what's Billy, Ray, Billy Ray, Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. I'm your daddy now. Right. So it's like the double entendre is like screw him. I'm your father. Right. The other way is I just I'm had sexual. Your dad. Yes. Right. So, so now, now I'm your, your other daddy. Yeah, I'm your yeah. other father. Yeah, because yeah. I put my penis in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> with the motion. I want everyone to know that there was motion shown <laughs> with that, with a cupped hand and a <laughs> finger going through the hole. I like just how subtle it was because yeah. he had sexual relations <laughs> with his father yep. by putting his penis in his ass. <laughs> Like you said it so politely and then yep. you just fucked it up. Just get in there. Like you <laughs> fucked Billy Ray Cyrus. Yep. You sure did. Oh my God. Please say the next one. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's New Girl. That's very wholesome show. <laughs> I forgot that's what we were talking about. <laughs> the TV theme songs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck. Go check out something nice and wholesome with New Girl. That's on Tuesday, April the 10th. Uh, the next show is going to be Friday, April the 13th. It's Lost in Space. It's a sci-fi on Netflix. Uh, is that Lost, colon, in space? Or just, just Lost, lost in Space? In space. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was a spinoff of Lost in Space. Oh, and man. I was about to be very mad. It's, it's a remake of the show <laughs> God, Lost no, in Space. Okay. It's a uh, the remake of this 1960s sci-fi series takes place three decades from now when space travel has become common. But when a ship-carrying interplanetary colonist veers way off course, the Robinson family must team with a few of their shipmates to survive the hostile world. Uh, Molly Parker and Parker Posey are in this. So. Parker Posey. What else has she been in? I feel like I know that name. I've seen her in two other things. I can't think of what it was. Okay. So, yeah. Is she Tyler Posey's sister? I don't know who that is. That guy that did Teen Wolf. The main lead in Teen Wolf? I see Teen Ew, Wolf. you watch Teen Wolf? No, I, I'm, I, I'm friends with people that watch that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> like, you won't watch The Walking Dead, but you'll give up brain space for Teen Wolf. Like, you have some fucked up, like, yeah. like <laughs> television I, I, the, way, the way I heard that, it was like, yeah, and then all those fucking niggers over there. It's like, whoa, 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 that's not how I feel about it. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, but I do have friends. No, no, no. But I do go to the Klein Cookout every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> they have really good ribs. <laughs> I'd imagine they would. <laughs> oh, that's that's Holy Friday, shit. April the 13th, Lost in Space. <laughs> and the last television show is Wyatt Cinex Problem Areas. It's a uh, comedy show on HBO at 11.30 p.m. Fuck me up. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for television. <laughs> uh, for movies, we only got two movies. One of them is called Truth or Dare. It's a PG-13 movie, 100-minute runtime. It's a horror. Uh, the rundown is, a harmless game of truth or dare amongst friends turns deadly when someone or something begins to punish those who tell lies and refuse to dare. Um, it stars no one that... Oh, Tyler Posey. Tyler Posey. There you go. Wow, that's... 
coincidental. Yeah. I didn't even know who the fuck that was, and now he's starring in the movie that's been premiering. Yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why I recognize the name of the other girl. Parker Posey. It sounds trailer. like a shittier version of Would You Rather. I haven't seen that either. It's uh, Would You Rather was a surprisingly yeah, entertaining movie. Yeah, it was really good. It's yeah. Sasha Gray's in it. And, okay, no, and, um, who the fuck is the um, the other lead? Brittany Snow. Uh, I don't know. It's a good movie. It's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, would you rather? Uh, Truth of There sounds like the kind of movie that I would watch with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. after we stopped at a bar before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah it's, definitely. It's, Just something to laugh yeah. at. It's kind of like fun, trashy horror. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but the, and the last movie is Overboard, a PG-13 movie. It's a comedy romance. A uh, rundown is a spoiled, wealthy yacht owner is thrown overboard and becomes a target of revenge from his mistreated employee, a remake of the 1987 comedy. It stars uh, Anna Faris, Eva Longoria. Are you fingering yourself over there? What's happening? No. Oh, no I'm, just, I'm just like <laughs> jiggling my leg. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm like here, and then like from my peripheral, I just keep seeing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I turn into blurry Mr. Krabs for a second. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> No. I mean, it's not unusual. I mean, that that happens. We've had guests that finger themselves while we're talking before. That's never happened. Um, yeah. but that's just, uh, <laughs> what? Not for the number one show in North Carolina? You would think. Exactly. You would think. You would think. I'm, I I'm, mean, I jerk off in here every once in a while. I'm, get, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they just do it as they're listening to it, like in their cars on the stairmaster, like they finger themselves then. <laughs> you know. So in my mind, that translates yeah. to then being guests in the show and then listening to their episode. And then like monking it to the sound of their voice. I was just thinking like the, the film sakers. <laughs> oh, like okay. the, the general audience that does listen to the show, the reason they get it is for the, the sexual thrill, the get off of it. They, they don't even necessarily listen to us because we have knowledge in, in film and television right. at all. They listen to our they, sultry voices and then they finger their, their, their vaginas and assholes right. as they listen to it. Right. So that is a that is a great theory yep. that will never be true. <laughs> <laughs> So, are we I like adopting that term then for, for film stickers? I think so. Like, you came up that, with that. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. okay, great. Yay. Yeah. Guess what, listeners? That's, you, well, that's what you are now. Yep. For You're film labeled. Stickers. Now go finger your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of your initiation, actually. <laughs> it is. I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> well, um, I just I, I said that I would ask about it later on in the show. Yeah. So, now it's time to ask. Is uh is 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 Crystal bodying you? Or are you guys like more verse now? Like oh, uh, I, this oh, is my roundabout no, way of asking. Same, I am a power bottom. Yeah. You, and, you're and still a power bot okay. all the time. At all times, yeah. yeah. Okay, we actually listen wondering. to the episodes while we fuck each other. Okay, so that's yeah. where that all stemmed from. Yeah, that's okay. it's. Yeah. There's a little kernel of truth in everything. Yeah. Right, just pick that yeah. and put it in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's where the the strength comes from. I feel like as far as my uh, perception, power bottom. Like you're underneath, but you're kind of controlling things as they're happening. Right. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you're, you get, you know what I'm saying. No, 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 no. no. I, I, guess, I, I, guess I agree with you, Lauren. I mean, you're a woman. You, I mean, you, you, I'm you get, you get up it. What you're putting down. You know, like you're, you're, you're on the bottom, but you're controlling I'm the situation. On the bottom, but... I mean, but you're a woman, so you can't really be in control of things. So you're always on the bottom. You know, so it's like <laughs> why, why, why you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, this is the only 
reason why Chris has me on this show is so that way he can make extremely misogynistic remarks. That is the only reason. That's he's like because here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. I don't know if you know this, but it's usually Chris that Chris that actually initiates the conversation to have me on the show. Not that Brian doesn't want me to. It's just Chris just takes the lead on that. Oh yeah. So. I st- it is just so funny to me because every time I'm on the show, he's like ba- women bashing. Oh, so he is like, such swear, a cunt. <laughs> I swear that's the only reason why he gets so excited about this. But you see the confidence with which he oh, said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm yeah. glad Tumblr is going to have a field day the moment yeah, that we get some semblance, <laughs> some semblance of on the phone. Yeah, it's like, listen back to their episodes. It's like, oh, God, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, I actually wanted to know because I didn't get to ask him to meet, but like, right. do you guys actually get any communication from your listeners? Yes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes we do. Really? Yeah. We had a like via via your social media outlets, not people you know in real life. Uh, yeah, we don't, we we don't know. We don't know Josh, yes. Uh, yeah, no, we 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 do. We got with Josh guys. We got other podcasters that sort of follow us and send us like little messages. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, I get uh, people that I haven't talked to in ages, like, that I know them and they know me, but mm-hmm. we haven't really kept up. They go like, oh, listen to the show. And it's like, oh, lit. That's really cool. So, like, yeah. we get people that talk to us. Uh, we have uh, people that run into other guests and, like, they've known them because of the yeah. Uh, show. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, like me. Yeah, I ran into yeah. Blair that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we get, we get a little bit of contact with the outside world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. The majority of it um, feel like it's either um, the friend of the friend of the friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like me and Brian are friends and he has a friend and then that friend knows about the show. I had no idea who that person is, but right. now they're listening. Or um, a lot of it is within the industry, within the community. So um, as a podcast, we'll support other podcasts and then those mm-hmm. podcasts will support us. And it's like we didn't – JoshCast, um, they broadcast out of uh, the UK. Yeah, Brighton, UK. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton, UK, yeah. And it's like we – I don't know them personally. We don't know them personally, yeah. you know. And just from being a podcast, them being a podcast, we interacted. And we've been doing that with a number of other podcasts. So, I mean, that's – I don't know, that's one of the biggest benefits of doing the show, yeah. just being able to network with people we otherwise never would have been able to. Yeah, and yeah, especially in your guys' industry, it's extremely important to oh, network, yeah. so that's Absolutely. good. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a fucking blast, as mm. always. Thank you so much for letting me take control of the show again. You're yeah. welcome. Let's, um, I, hopefully I get to do it sooner rather than later, because it's been, it's been a while. almost it's been like, like two year. years yeah. since, hosted, like, yeah. like a little year and a half, I guess, yeah. um, since I last hosted, so that, that this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to let Brian take over the social media outlets because oh, I don't know that. But um, again, <laughs> I'm Lauren Kalukag. You can follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Lil Pandy Burr, like Gucci <laughs> Burr. Um, so L I L P A N D Y B U R R. When you guys hear this episode, please send me a DM wishing me happy birthday. That would actually be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and that you way we it. can also quantify who the fuck actually listens to the show too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, matter of fact, for that very matter too, I'll take my. Um, account off private Ooh, so that shit. way oh, it can be public yeah. and we can have those listeners you know uh mm. fly in those messages yeah. yeah all right well, you're probably gonna get like th- what's gonna happen a lot of our listeners listen on a backlog so you're gonna get a message like three weeks from now i yeah. know right yeah. probably <laughs> three months, yeah, yeah. but hey <laughs> better well, late than never right yeah um all right so that was it for this episode of for film's sake we will see you next week you can find me uh, you can find us on twitter at mm-hmm. underscore the ffs podcast you can find us on facebook at the ffs podcast and you can find us on itunes uh podcast app google play music soundcloud and stitcher other than the name for film's sake mm-hmm. my personal twitter handle is at brian Ochilla, and i'm at 
H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey, and that's it. So we will see you next 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 week. Lauren, thank you so much for hosting. Yeah. That was fun. Nailed it. And uh cheers. Yeah. Also, eating ass is healthy.